Think Loud Crew podcast. We are three moms coming together to express ourselves in a safe space on the topics of parenting, lifestyle growth, and of course, our WTF <laughs> moments. My name is R. Um, my little friend Zaire is here with us today in the studio, and we have a special, special yeah. guest with us who oh, y'all have man. been honestly requesting to come back on the podcast for some time now. We've got Miss Remy. Woo-hoo. Hi, everyone. I'm Remy. <laughs> and I'm Cheyenne. I'm holding Malachi, who's yeah. also our special guest. Yes. Isn't this crazy? That is wild. I mean, the last time you were on the podcast with us, you definitely did not have a baby. I wasn't even pregnant. And you weren't Miss Bobo yet. I wasn't married. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I was just engaged. Were you engaged then? Yeah. Yeah, because you were telling us about, like... Your intentional... You know... Dating. Dating. Breaking it off with Brandon. Breaking it back on with Brandon. Now look at you. Mary, baby... A wife. A wife. It's it's a lot. It's been so many different just titles that happened over such a short period of time. That's one of... So we put up Remy and Brandon's very adorable, beautiful pictures, um, which I feel like belong like in like one of those like parent magazines. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like... It needs to be in like Essence beautiful. or like a parent magazine. Like I don't... <laughs> But we put that up, and I just want to say a lot of times when we put up certain things, we're like, when we want people to feedback or ask questions, it's hit or miss. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you guys do not ask diddly squat. But when I say so many people are just as invested in your life as I am, <laughs> so I was sweet. like, damn, Remy. <laughs> but that was one. Know, and people are trying to figure out, like, how to find love within their life or how to make it intentional, like, how to maneuver this new world of dating because yeah. it's a shit show. Yeah. I cannot imagine dating right now. Me either. Oh. I'm letting you know. Oh. It's a shit show. Oh, but I feel like that was a question that I saw repeatedly was you're talking about the time mm-hmm. and how it's a lot of new titles, a lot of changes in a short period of time. Yeah. How, when you read that question, what do you think? So I think what people want to know is, do I wish I waited longer? To get married and to have a baby or all of or both? The questions that I saw, which I did not see all of them. So forgive me, y'all, if I miss some. But a few of the questions that I saw that kind of correlated was, do you wish that you and your husband waited to get pregnant Mm -hmm. until you've had enough time to experience marriage together for like a longer time? Yeah. And that is a very tailored to each person question so like I don't want to answer this as advice Uh I just want to answer this as like my personal experience okay and one thing that I noticed was um or not even one thing that I noticed but with Brandon and I we've done everything very fast and like we we met each other in 2020 I'll just give a really quick recap for everyone who's new to our story we met each other during the pandemic in February, right before the pandemic, February 2020. And then we um, started to date in April 2020. Now we're like smack dab in the middle of COVID. We ended up breaking up for a short season in May, 
one month after we got together. Yes. And then we got together again, maybe in like six or eight weeks later. Brandon then proposed in January of 2021, and we got married in November of 2021. It was all fast. So it all happened really fast. But one thing that I can say is we milked the best out of every season that we were in, knowing that it was short-lived. Like, we that is knew, such a good way of saying it. We knew that our engagement season was short-lived, so we did the absolute most that we could possibly do to enjoy that season of engagement. We didn't know our marriage, our married without a baby season was going to be as short-lived, but we both had desires ah. to be parents. Yeah. yeah. And um, one thing that we realized was that the fruit of a baby is the best fruit that two people can produce. Mm-hmm. So while we like really, really enjoyed each other, there was just such a deeper layer of love that we were able to experience that I didn't know existed when we ended up trying to get pregnant because... Um, as you guys know, when we 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 didn't get pregnant right away, it took us some time. And going through that process of trying to get pregnant, I got to love him through the lens of compassion that I didn't know he had for me. And I got to experience a new level of love with every single transition that we went into. So it's like, yeah, we could have stayed in that season of marriage without a baby. And of course, that season was beautiful, those first three months that we had to ourselves with no pregnancy. (laughs) But we had a full year without the baby, but I was pregnant for nine of that. But the months we had, that was great. But I would not have experienced the compassion that I got when we were trying. He saw how hard that was for me. And then I, I also wouldn't have experienced the selflessness that I got out of him when we found that I was high risk. Mm. So I got to learn to love him through an evolution of all of these phases that I would not have otherwise got to know him through until way later. So in a way, it made me love him more and it made me love like layers of him that could only be peeled back as we grew and as like our seasons changed. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like every relationship, every marriage, every parenting relationship, Sometimes when you go through certain experiences and what I've been learning in therapy is that there's certain experiences that you don't even realize are traumatic or are traumas. But it's how you and your partner, if you're dealing with if you're like if you're dealing with the marriage or a girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever, how you guys figure it out between the two of you. So there's a lot of traumas that can break people up Mm -hmm. and not being able to get pregnant when you expect you're going to get pregnant like this. Mm -hmm. It's traumatic. It is traumatic. And how you guys recover and go through that together says a lot about your relationship. Right. Because he could have looked at you and was like, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, and gone a different route. I don't think he wants that. And I think you had goldfish in your mouth and now there's (laughs) goldfish on that basket. Don't give him Y'all, this is, this is, so we've got both kids. We've got two. Well, I, I have both of my kids in the studio today. Um, it's a lot going on. Yeah. But and we're making it work. Thing, it's a lot going on. Another thing I've learned throughout this period is it doesn't take, like having a baby does not take away from you experiencing your partner. Like I, some people feel that way because I, and I can totally understand how it can, but it's just a reshifting yeah. of loving your partner. And you have to be so much more intentional about it all. Mm-hmm. Because as you guys know, having a kid requires a lot of attention to that kid. Mm-hmm. And that's from both parts. So when it comes to us being newlyweds, and I recommend this for anyone, but like 
the order is so important. Like you have to have to have to prioritize your marriage first, your spouse first, because if you don't, your child will feel that chaos. Like on days where I'm overwhelmed and Brandon's overwhelmed and like we're not prioritizing each other, Malachi has like shifty energy. The days where like he's serving me and I'm serving him and we're sowing into each other, that is like an overflow of love that we can pour into him. And it's so easy for you to forget to say, how are you? Just that simple, like, how are you today? Because you're so, and he's at the age where he needs so much attention, like he can't do anything on his own. Yeah. So we have to like check in, like, oh shoot, I didn't even kiss my husband and it's like two Mm -hmm. o'clock or I didn't even ask Mm -hmm. him how his day's going. So just to like, you have to be so much more intentional and that's the challenge of it while being newlyweds and having a baby is like, trying to make sure that your spouse doesn't feel forgotten and that you guys just don't turn into roommates. Because yeah. I can totally see how that how happens. happens. Yeah. That's something that we have worked on in our relationship. Having an older child, writer six, so she is a little bit more independent, but she still requires just as much attention and wants just as much attention yeah. as Ace wants in Ace's two. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was maybe like a few months that went by and I was I felt like we were in a routine, Mm -hmm. just a routine of kids, drop off, pick up, run errands, get groceries, make dinner, put kids to sleep, give kids bath. Like everything was just so baby related and kid related. And it was like a few months. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of looked at each other one night and was like. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey. Hey. Oh, hey. Exist. You. Like, we're good. Like, <laughs> and it was like, we're here too. Yeah. We really were like, cra- yeah. it was almost like funny, but it wasn't funny, yeah. you know, but it was, uh, oh, you see your mom. It's just, oh, hold it's, on. you get stuck in that rut of just parent life yes. and you forget that you guys are actually in a relationship. Yes. Yeah, I see how that And happen. I was like, oh my God, like, long time no see, buddy. Like, you know, mm. and what we... What what was our struggle point is that our relationship was friendship based. Mm-hmm. So we've always struggled with remembering that we're lovers, lovers, yeah. and not just friends. Like yeah. we are great at being best friends. Mm-hmm. We have to work at being each other's lovers yeah. and developing that. like that romantic right. side. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when that happened, it really like allowed us to reset. Our relationship, like we had to reset it because yeah. I'm not your friend. I am your friend, but right. I'm not your friend. Right. You know I'm what not I mean? Just your friend. Right. Yeah. And I'm not just the mother of your children. Yeah. Like I'm so much more than that. Pour more into me. Right. And I have to pour more into you. So yeah. I think what you're like when you say like to be so intentional with it. I'm sitting here now thinking like, damn, when's the last time like we went on a date? Like, yeah. And thanks to you, we were able to go on a date. For the first time since Malachi's been born without him. Uh, when, mm. well, that was, what, the day before Mother's Day. Yeah. Because typically, we just take him. Because we yes. don't have our parents here, which is just, like, a whole nother story for another day. Like, <laughs> I really wish our parents were here to experience him and to yeah. give us a break sometimes. You need the village. So we yeah. end up taking him everywhere. And it's... I've also come to love it because it's cool to just, like, have him with us all the time. But it is necessary for us to spend time without our baby, without looking over, making sure he's not throwing up everywhere and all the things. So yeah, date nights are very important. I want to look and see 
you had a Do lot of good questions. questions? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to get to them. There were a lot of good ones. Okay. What is the best thing about motherhood? Mm. Hardest thing, something you didn't know about motherhood you wished you did. The best part about motherhood, I have never felt, I've never, wait, let me say that again. I have never felt so me before. I know that probably doesn't make any sense. I didn't think it, it was kinda it does. Kinda does. Okay, one thing about Remy and children, babies, Always we tickles. could be anywhere <laughs> and not know anyone. And like five minutes into being there, Remy is holding somebody, someone's baby. baby. And not only is she Some holding the baby, baby, but she is enjoying the baby, loving the baby, and the bu- the baby would be loving Remy to the point where. The parents would be like, hey, let's take this somewhere else. We've literally been random places. Remy's been holding this baby all night. And then they come to our house the next week and Remy's like, give me my baby. So yep. when you say this is me, like yeah. this is you. Like yeah. when you were talking about waiting after you guys got married to have children, there was, I remember I was like, Remy, just enjoy your marriage at first. But I was like, this girl's about to just pop up. She's our, in my mind, I was like, she's already pregnant. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to enjoy the marriage so much more. I mean, I don't really know. I don't have anything to compare it to because this right. is my first marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And the marriage was three, <laughs> was a year before. He, he, he got here December 2022 we were married november 2021 so a little bit over a year year and a month we that's how i kind of was with my parents you were the like right away but they were together way before before, yeah yeah Yeah. so but like they got married and then it was like have the baby so i don't know i to answer that question to answer the first question is i just feel so much I feel like I've come into myself as a mother <laughs> I and it. I felt that way as a wife, but I feel that way even more so as a mother. Mm-hmm. And he, he just has this joy about him that it's like he may know that you're having a bad day and he'll just look up and smile. Like he wakes up so happy. Like he looks mm-hmm. around and the moment he makes eye contact with Mira Brand and he just gives mm-hmm. the biggest smile. So he just has this way of like dissipating worry. And I love how you said that. I just love him. And what's the <sighs> hardest thing? The hardest thing. Uh, um, oh, stand down. Dang. At first, I would say the hardest part was the exhaustion mm-hmm. because I had to nurse every two hours. You've been there when a way worse situation than me. You had to do every hour, right? I had to nurse Malachi every two hours, and I was just so tired mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of it. Our family's not here. Our moms are in our East Coast. And another hard element of it is not having them here because yeah. I would love for them to experience Malachi more often and love yeah. for them to like be a part of his upbringing and just do grandparent things, like just stop by. Like we have to hold the FaceTime up so they can talk to him. And sometimes it makes me sad because I'm like, oh, they love him so much over the phone, but I just know that they're hurting too. Like I hang up the phone sad and I know they hang up the phone sad. Yeah. yeah. So that's a hard part for no, sure. No, I can relate to that with the boys and their dad. It's it's nice because they do get to form some kind of relationship or bond. And, like, yeah. babies are smart. It's through voice, like, face recognition. So mm-hmm. it does help, like, get that bond going. But it's also, like, 
you need that physical touch. Yeah. You want that warmth. You're like, you're not just a... I know your mom and your mom is such a hands-on mom. Yes. Like yeah. I know she's going absolutely crazy and I know Brandon's mom is, is going absolutely like crazy. <laughs> so it's um it's uh, it's a tease, yeah. you know, but it's it's um it's like a necessary it's tease. It's a necessary though. tease. You 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 do it because you still want them to be connected. Want, yes, you yeah, do. Absolutely. So it's um so it's a blessing that we have yeah. FaceTime. Right. Definitely. So there's that. Yeah. Definitely. The third, it, this is all one person's question, oh, by the way. Goodness. The third part was uh, something you didn't know about motherhood you wish you did. Mm. Something I didn't, actually, um, it's so crazy to me how the majority of my life I've heard such negative things about having a child. Like, mm. Your marriage isn't going to be the same, which once again, he's very young, so that could be the truth. But as of right now, it's not. It's like, <laughs> as of right now, my marriage is good. It's no? like your marriage isn't going to be the same. Um, kids are stressful. Kids add like chaos to your life. Like kids are bad. They're expensive, which all the things like, yeah, they are expensive at some point. Not yet. Um, but it's just been like this monsoon of negativity. Mm-hmm. So I think for a long time, I expected that once I have a kid, like I knew that I would love the kid because I love strangers' kids, but I thought that it would also be this like weight. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just like, oh, kids, you know? Like, oh, they're terrible people. And they drop <laughs> your joy and they're like little aliens who never leave you alone, which may be the case. They are definitely point. little aliens that never I leave you alone. I to come back. When Malachi is two, so when he's in those terrible twos, not even two. I say like eighteen months. I I want it in the the prime of terrible twos. Okay, guys, and she's gonna be like, "There's a little alien that won't stop touching me." (laughs) Zaire's eighteen months right now. I would try and hold him down, but it's like Mm -mm. it's not happening. But I get what you're saying. There's such a negative. I get that there is a lot of parents who might be. They harp on the negatives. Yes, but there's so many positives, but that's the same way, like, I can get a thousand comments of somebody saying you're beautiful and get one and they say I'm fat and I'm like, God damn it, I'm fat. fat." Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So I think that we have to do a better job as parents to harp on the positive and not the negative. Because if you asked me today, mm-hmm. how is it being a mom? I probably would have talked about the fact that Ace took a shit on my floor this morning. <laughs> not that when Ryder woke up, she gave me the biggest hug and asked if we can pray. Aww, you know, so like sweet. I would have probably talked girl. about the shit and not the prayer. Yeah. So I think. Isn't that crazy how sorry. the negative just takes up so much more space in our brain? Yes. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I yeah. really, truly do. Because literally, as Cheyenne said that, I was like, damn, what would I say? And I'd be like, my morning was thrown off because my big kid's sick and I've got my little man here. But also, you mentioned praying. Yesterday, Boz taught me a whole new prayer when we were eating dinner. Aww. And it was like, okay, Zaire. 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 Little alien. I don't even know where See? That's to go. <laughs> but like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that alien you were talking about. <laughs> here, here it is. Like, here it is. I they follow you. Yes. Alien. Everywhere. Alien. I do agree with that, though. I want to know from you guys when we put up some clips of this episode, if you guys can comment and let us know 
what you think about what Remy just said. Like, if someone did ask you, would you have gone to probably the negative or a positive of that day? And it really just depends, I think, it also on, like, your mood and your stress level. And yeah. there are going to be stressful days. I don't think Remy's saying there's not stressful days ever. But I do think we have to be more intentional of what we put out. And what we highlight. Yes, yeah. and what we highlight. One person who had the exact opposite perspective all the time was your mom. So every time I was pregnant, I saw her. She's like, parenthood is the best. Like, she was the only <laughs> one who constantly praised being a mom. She loves it. She and loves it. I think there needs to be more mama sunshines in the world. And, like, she genuinely enjoys motherhood. And it's it's hard to find someone who's just like, I love being a mom. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, what was missing when I was, going through the process when Brandon and I were going through the process of like deciding when or when we were going to have kids it was so much of like don't do it yeah wait and I wonder if it was more of wait because you guys were so fresh of mm -hmm. like just being married or just wait because kids are demons I think it was a mixture of both yeah yeah but like there's just this new level of like personal joy that I is wanted you guys to enjoy each other yeah because it's like when you have kids, things do change. For sure. It's your your sex life, your For dating sure. life. Ooh, we gotta get there. Like, your cooking schedule, your oh, your personal I'm time I'm versus sorry. time together. Like I'm sorry. Malachi I'm is like, whoa, 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 why are you talking about sex? <laughs> why did you mention that? <laughs> I got excited. He didn't like it. So <laughs> calm down, Auntie. Right. Calm down. Let me enjoy my time first. Oh, you're okay, okay Malachi. You hungry? Is he hungry? He's just under the table, oh, chilling. But you can't eat right uh, here. Let me see. Aww. Let me see, Jabba. How has oh, so? How has your motherhood journey been? Are you nursing? Like yes, I am nursing from one boob because my left boob does not produce as much milk as the other one. So one boob is massive. Hi, puppy. You're right. It's actually. A really nice looking boob. One boob is double the, <laughs> the size. Boob looks no great. one told me about lopsided boobs. I oh, feel like they I don't, just always had them. Yeah. So like, I don't think it was like anything to tell. I just thought oh, that. Oh, no. Lo by lopsided, I mean like completely one is a different. B, yeah, one is an F. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I was with Ace. Ryder, she nursed from both. And I thought every baby, like what my breastfeeding experience with her, I thought, yeah. of course, the next one's going to be just as like. Mm -hmm. easy but nursing with ace was so much harder than it was with Ryder, and he only liked one boob oh he only mm. liked one he only liked one so then that was the one that got all the milk yeah but then i feel like because of that i dried up a lot quicker on one side on one side that makes sense, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah i wonder if that's what happened because my first experience was in the hospital and i blistered mm -hmm. when he came out he latched right away but he wasn't latching properly he was just he was just on the nipple yeah. and not the boob, so I blistered and was, like, terrified to feed for, like, a week from that side. I remember so that. So that could be a reason, too. But this one only produces milk, so this is his side. No, I've massive. seen the boob, and it is, like, night and day. It and I remember so the first time I saw it, I was like, does it hurt? <laughs> like, I'm like, will it ever change? It, it was so much boob, and it was, but it also made me happy because as a mom, I feel like we're always, you know, not always, but there's always that thought of, am I going to be able to nurse? Am I going to be able to properly, I like, if I want to be able to nurse, am I going to be able to do it? So, yeah. and I know that was a 
That was a fear for me because I have implants. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what if the doctor botched my milk ducts? And that's a real possibility. Um, So I was so blessed when the milk came in. Like, I cried the first two weeks nursing, not because I was happy, but because it hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. But in that same space, I was like, but I'm glad I can do it. That's the only thing that got me through it because, y'all. Good. How it was, was your, your other than that, like how was the, the first few weeks or like the first just that initial process of being a mom, the recovery period, like Ooh. Well, thank God for you because that kit you got me, I think really forced me. What was it? It's um I got you the eco um oh my gosh. It's a postnatal recovery kit. An yes. eco postnatal recovery kit. Yes. And um Kyle also got me a postpartum doula. Her name was Valerie. And <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, look at that cute. What are you doing? So that helped tremendously because it forced me to take time. I was very emotional um, getting home from the hospital. Like I cried so much. I didn't know what was wrong. I don't think I trusted myself yet. Mm. As a mom, in some weird way, I just felt a little fearful that like they sent me home with this baby and like I just don't know what to do. <laughs> Remy's like, wait, to keep you alive now? Right. Hold That's on. A real she went from I was stealing scared. all the babies to here's yes. your baby and being like, what? <laughs> Seriously, I was scared. I had like this new level of anxiety mm-hmm. that I like couldn't really shake and it was like every time I closed my eyes I would just wake up like, is he okay? Yeah, like, yeah that's real. Did he suffocate? Did he roll over? Like, did something weird happen? I just couldn't shake this something is wrong feeling. And that caused me to just, like, be in this constant state of worry. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, balancing the joy of being a mom with the worry of, I don't know if I can actually keep this baby alive with the whole, like, okay, let me try to get it together because I know he's fine. Like, you know he's okay, but that's not enough to get yourself out no, of the worry yeah. cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was an emotional um, first few weeks. Like, it was a, uh, hey, baby, you gotta stay still, okay? You gonna stay still. I'm gonna sit you like this. Um, it was an emotional few weeks. And Brandon was just so hands-on and so amazing. <laughs> And the kit that you got me forced me every single day to shower, which I would not have done if it wasn't a part of the recovery. And I also think because I was aware of postpartum depression, I tried to do everything I can to make sure that if I was going into it, that I knew it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, And that's part of the point of the recovery kit is to help. It's it to me, it's preventative health care. Yeah. So it's like. There's always a risk of like postpartum, no matter what your situation. You can literally have the best situation, them all the support, mm-hmm. you still have it. It's just the, how our hormones, the chemicals in our body work. Yeah. Um. So I'm happy that you used the kit. I'm happy that you shared that because it helped. It helped a yeah. lot, and you don't you really realize that. how helpful it is to just step away and take a shower. And it wasn't a simple shower. She made me do mm-hmm. like a soak and then do 30 minutes of this and I was gone for an hour and a half every single day and yes. every time I came back to the baby I felt so renewed and refreshed yeah. and luckily Brandon was like I Ooh. think he's hungry yeah I think he's hungry he's hungry you can nurse on here if you don't care no I don't care as long as my boobs not shrunk anyway I think what you said about the level of anxiety that you have when you bring a baby home <laughs> is something that plays into both moms and dads. Mm -hmm. So when I had Ryder, 
I feel like that level of anxiety of am I doing it correctly never really subsided. Like, I think I still have it to this day. I'm constantly on edge. I'm constantly waking up like, is she breathing? Is she okay? I still touch the boy's chest One day, Zach, this is back when we were dating when I had Rye. And... He had brought it up. He was like, you know, she's fine. Like, and he kind of, it was kind of like an argument, but not an argument, you know, but it was almost like, I felt like he was like judging me because, because of it, where I was just like, this is something that I'm dealing with. I'm her mother. It leave me alone. Like, I'm going to be this way because of whatever. And I'm going to do things because of how I feel. When we had Ace, it was maybe like a few hours after we had him and you know when they move you from your delivery room to your recovery room and Zach apologized. He knew exactly what he was talking about exactly what day and he was like I'm so sorry that I ever questioned you yeah. with Ryder because I have not been able to sit down. Mm-hmm. Like he paced yeah. after I had Ace, he couldn't sit still. Like wow. he just paced he the room, and then like mm. you know when they put the baby in the little thing, and they're like, okay, you guys can like have a break, not mm-hmm. have a break, but like chill. The baby sleep. Yeah, no more tests right now. Right. Like, yeah. I woke up and Zach just stood there. He stood there for hours. Wow. He never sat down. He, it just gave him so much anxiety. He's like, how do we know if he's breathing? Mm-hmm. How do you know this? How do you know this? And I was looking at him like, almost oh. like, welcome to the club, now motherfucker. You get no. it. <laughs> I was literally looking at him like, like I'm so sorry, Malachi. <laughs> Auntie shouldn't curse. It's the way he knew you. Right. I was legit looking at him though like, oh, now you get it. And he was like, I don't understand how you can live like this. Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. So I feel like a big part of our first episode that we had with Remy was when they were talking about their dating experience and being really intentional with that. So one of the questions I thought was good was advice on dating and staying true to your boundaries. In the first episode, you mentioned the break you both took. How did that actually help you? That break, we're still reaping the benefits from that break. Wow. Um. One issue or one area of Brandon that I wasn't really sure about, like when I walked away was I wasn't, I didn't have full confidence in his ability to lead me spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I knew that in a husband, I wanted someone who initiates like praying and getting closer to God and doing devotionals and going to church together and just like doing all the things that um result in serving the lord in our marriage and i just didn't have the confidence that he could lead me in that area and that was a non-negotiable so i told him that and i was like this is you're really a lovely guy but i just don't know if you can lead me in this area i like i like you a lot but (laughs) i like you a lot but your prayer levels just don't cut i just didn't know because like you know how sometimes you meet someone and they kind of become what you want them to become, but you don't know if it's actually genuine. Yeah. Not to question his... Um, genuinality is not a word, is Genuineness? It? Is that a word? Genal- genuine- That's why we're friends. <laughs> genuine. His... 
genuine character. I don't know. I didn't you added a question. whole new word in there. <laughs> I, I can't. Question we add the I T Y at the end, but it's just I can't, know. I can't Somebody's come out. Somebody going to correct us. Somebody help I us. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like be too judgmental about that mm-hmm. area, but I just went with what I felt in my heart, which was like, let's just take a break. Okay. Um, uh, which wasn't a break. Actually, we broke up. It ended up being a break because we got back together. But in my mind, it was a full. We were done. done. So throughout that breakup, um, he took that time to have his intentional season of singleness. Like I had mine and I had it before we met. So I became like my life did a 360 um, or 180. Yeah. (laughs) One of the questions was, was Remy always celibate? And I was like, no, I wasn't. And we'll get there after this question. But I had my intentional season of singleness where I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't entertaining anyone. I had that time to fully silence the noise and figure out what it is that I wanted for my life. Yeah. And throughout that time, I thought about what I wanted in a husband. Yeah. And there were some non-negotiables, and I guess that's what the person is asking about boundaries. There were some non-negotiables in that. And um, my non-negotiable was someone who couldn't lead me spiritually. Yeah. So that's where I had to cut the cord. So during that time, Brandon was finally able to have his season of singleness where he sought the Lord and asked him to define his purpose and asked him to hear more clearly and just like really took that time to relearn relationships Mm -hmm. because I feel like we have to unlearn so much. Yeah, It's like culture tells us one thing and we end up thinking that that is the way that we're supposed to be in relationship. So all the things like he had to he had to unlearn and relearn. Mm-hmm. So during that time, um, gosh, he gained so much wisdom. He gained so much wisdom and just so much clarity on who he was yeah. as, a, as a man outside of Remy, outside of all the other relationships that he's had. But just like who is Brandon and what does Brandon want to represent in a marriage? Mm-hmm. Um so throughout that season, I saw the growth from a distance. Like he would call me sometimes to buddies, what are you doing? He would call me and be like, Hey, I know we're not together, but can we still do a devotional tonight? And I would step away and I'd be like, sure. Cause at this point, now I'm supporting your journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll, anybody who calls well, me and wants to up. do a devotional, I'll do it. Um, there should be one, right? I'll do it. So do one in there. It um so that's what I mean by we're still reaping the fruit of, of that, that breakup. Of that breakup. So I would take from that your, I mean, to me, if I would think that for somebody dating, you have to be really when you say boundaries, like you have to figure out what your non-negotiables are, yeah. right? Yeah, and stick to them, like truly stick to them, because I felt like watching you from afar, watching you as a friend, you weren't playing when it came to your intentional season of singleness, and what your non-negotiables were. Yeah, and celibacy was one of those non-negotiables, too. Yes. And and that's also another reason why I had to take a step away from my now husband was because he tried to have some sexy time while we were dating. He was like, celibate where, bitch? I'm trying to stick it in, poke it in. trying to touch celibate. It. Can I touch it? No, he has, and, and that's why I say, like, we need to be, we need to be very um, firm. Yeah. We need to be very firm on our boundaries yeah. because if we can't stick to own our, our own boundaries, why is someone else going to stick to it? Right, because I feel like if you were... 
feeding him all this stuff. I'm celibate right now. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And then he comes over. You guys have one good date. And then you give up the hoochie coochie. He's going to be like, okay, what else can I get? Exactly. It's not. Yeah. What other can I I cross? Right. Like, so I really think it's really what you said of sticking to what you're saying and figuring out your non-negotiables. But I do think that we should answer. A lot of people are wondering, have you always been this intentional with dating your faith? Celibate? No, that's actually such a good question because I would love I love to give like the full picture so you don't just think that I was like this my whole life. And I was always um, a Christian. I always believed in God, but it was more through the lens of a Sunday Christian. It was like go to church, leave church, and then go to penthouse. Yeah. Or go to Beauty and Essex brunch or like whatever the case is. But I would literally go in my church clothes to the day party. Yeah. And um, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but I you like Sunday morning was my time with God and that was it. You know, it wasn't like a lifestyle. I wasn't living a life that modeled Christ. Like no if you see me on the club, you would not look at me and be like, oh, she's a good Christian girl. She you just know? left church. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that it was, a, um, it was, it was cognitive dissonance in a way where in my heart, I was just like living this life that did not, re- did not reflect my true values. And I was always going against what I knew to be true. Mm-hmm. And that's where personal conviction comes in. So um, I started to become convicted in my lifestyle. Like, no one said to me, you're doing a bad thing. Like, you're living a bad... No one said that to me. I was personally convicted. Yeah. And when I was personally convicted for, like, the 19th time, because I don't listen. Like, I'm not a (laughs) a one-time God is like, child, stop. He said, said, child, stop for the past 10 years. Yeah. But I didn't listen because I was more interested in following my flesh than I was listening to the Spirit. And... What I realized during um, the time period of me dating in the past and me having sexual relationships was that every single time I wanted to stand firm in an area, but then I allowed sex to become a part of the relationship, everything else also lost its legs. Mm -hmm. So by that, I mean, I would have a clear red flag flying in front of my face, but then I would not listen to that red flag because I was my flesh was too satisfied, yeah. shall I say, with yeah. like the sexual relationship that I was in with this person. So I would start to ignore signs and know good and well that this is not the man for me, but I'd stay in the relationship for other, other reasons. reasons. Yeah. And it's just very difficult to to um being in a, be in a relationship like that and then try to see someone fully for who they are without thinking like Am I in it for the wrong reasons? So I say that to say that I was convicted and um, I decided to just like cold turkey end it all. Like no talking to anyone, no dating anyone and fully just like ask God to help me identify my purpose as his daughter. That's it. Mm -hmm. Tell me who I am to you. Yeah. And once I learned who I was to him, I realized that like I had a new pride about my body and I did not want to just like kiss anyone and talk to anyone or go out with anyone even like I had such a protective standpoint over my body and I started to cherish myself more so once I was able to like take that ownership back 
And like that all happened in the season of singleness, which is why I was not willing to break it for anyone until it was my husband because of what it took to get me there. Yeah. And also like when we are married, we give authority to our husbands. You're not supposed to give that authority to just like anybody. And um, and yeah, like that's pretty much a long answer. I haven't been celibate my whole life, but I know one person wanted to know how that changed our marriage. You being you guys being celibate and then having sex for the first time, not having sex for the first time, but with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't recommend it enough. And the reason why is because there's so many layers of intimacy that I feel get missed Mm -hmm. when you start with sex versus end with sex. Yeah. So like for that entire time of our dating and engagement, we got to experience every other level of intimacy, emotional and intellectual and mental and um, all the other ways. And when it was time for us to have sex, it felt so so um sacred yeah like it it i feel like we had a redemption story for both of our lives because we still got to experience um that sacredness that sex is supposed to bring Mm -hmm. um and it was gentle it was timid it wasn't a performance it was just like y'all if me and zayna could have paid to been in the room yeah they would have we would have that wedding night, it was like, we're all like, is the wedding over? Is it time? Can we put a camera on? Is it happening We were now? like, outside, I was like texting Shy and like, hey, did they do it yet? Everybody was like, Everybody was. did they do did it they yet? Did they do it yet? And they and I were like, can we just watch? Can we just like, Can we peek just through peek the... through a little hole just to make sure I that I have never been invested in someone else's <laughs> sex life so as much, much as this one. Oh as this. But yeah, we uh, it, we, bef- we both had a redemption story there I love that. and got to experience the fullness and yeah. the point of yeah. sex. So Girl, um, I tell and anyone who approaches me at this point, I'm like, I'm celibate until yeah. I get married. And they're like, but you have two kids. And I'm like, you're like, there is redemption. There is a re- <laughs> redemption. I want to say there is a reason yeah. why yes. I am People celibate at yeah. this point. That like, you have to start out that way, but that is so natural. Like, we're made new every day. Thank Meaning you. Meaning every day, you can choose today to be good. And everything that happened in your past doesn't matter. It's oh, like, I for sure told somebody last week, everything that I did before my husband, I don't even remember. That is just a race. You're like, I've been made new. I am. I've made new. Okay. <laughs> when I tell you I deleted all wholeness, <laughs> it is gone. gone. Don't ask me about anybody I slept I'm with. I'm pretty I don't sure know. I could see someone and be like, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know that man. I don't know you. And I would genuinely be like, what is this man's name? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm denying all sexual relations. Oh, deny, deny. I'm denying them all. When, but, since we're talking about sex. Uh-huh. How was, how is sex after a baby? So one interesting element that I would like to debunk and give everyone hope for, because someone once said after six weeks, it's time to have sex again. I just, I know that like you can physically because your doctor clears you, but I was not ready. And I just think that I like we should all remove the pressure of a countdown to have sex again yes. after the baby. Yes. Because like your body has gone through so much. A and trauma. We went through an unmedicated birth. So I felt everything for days. And 
like the like going through the process of pushing a human out and then thinking that anything else is going to go in there ever again took me a long time because mm-hmm. I was like I'm never having sex again this cut off like yeah. take it away like don't want anything to do with it I didn't even look down there yeah. for like eight weeks after you're, I had the you're, baby. you're smart I looked it was, I was a lot I was terrified. I didn't call you. You're yeah. like, I still haven't looked. I t- Girl, <laughs> two years since I've had Ace, I'm not looking. I don't want to know. It took me and Zach a really, really long time. Yeah, it took us, I think, 10 weeks. Hi, Bubby. It took us um 10 weeks to have sex again. And Brandon was so supportive. And he's just like, babe, like, luckily... We've gone through seasons of not having sex, and you never have to worry about it being forced on you. You never have to worry about, like, feeling some type of way about not being able to have sex with me. Because during the pregnancy, we couldn't have sex for... um, Can you pass me his car seat? I'm going to try to sit a minute. Um, During the pregnancy, we found out I was high risk, and we could not have sex for about six or eight weeks because my cervix was too short. And um, I couldn't do anything. We had to cancel our baby moon and all the things. So we've gone through so many seasons, and which is another reason why I push that celibacy is a great thing because you get to realize that sex is not the defining force that's holding your marriage together. Yeah, and it shouldn't when be. When you've gone without it for so long. So, like, I would have had, like, I would have had feelings of insecurity mm-hmm. during the pregnancy. If I, oh, can I have that? I'll give it time to play with. <laughs> Here you go, bubbies. I would have had feelings of insecurity knowing that I had to deprive my husband of sex for so long while we were trying to figure out my cervix. And once again, because I wasn't ready for 10 weeks after the baby, like there's just been multiple seasons where we were not able to have sex. And I do think that planting the seed of sex not being like that big of a deal in our marriage or the glue that's holding it together has helped us get through those seasons. So I think also having that base and that foundation of being spiritually aligned really strengthens those moments too, because it's like you're able to not make it a personal internalized experience where it's like, you know what? We are vessels. We are here. This is, you know, yeah. we are still serving a greater purpose, a greater Lord. Like, there's, yeah. this is not the end all. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, but once yeah. we did have sex after pregnancy, it was amazing. It was I a honestly feel like our bodies are so amazing. Like, the way God <laughs> I remember this decided that our... How it works. Was going to go right back. I, I don't know how that happened. Physically, I can't understand it. I, yeah. I cannot wrap my, my brain around a 7.7-pound baby coming out and then going right back to where mm-hmm. I was previously. It's like some weird miracle that God really thought about with us. And <laughs> I'm grateful for that because I was I was nervous, to be honest. Like, yeah. I was like, what if it doesn't feel the same? And, like, I was just, I had all these, What if like, it don't tears. work anymore? What if it doesn't work anymore? Like, what if I don't like it anymore? Yeah. And it was the best. Aww. Like it was it was yeah. also just like another layer of intimacy. Yeah. Like 
I love this. Because I feel like when you have sex with your mate after a baby, they also, especially if they've gone, like, if they're hands-on with the pregnancy and we're hands-on with your labor and stuff. delivered Malachi. Right. Physically delivered him. So if they've seen you in that level, then I feel like when you have sex for that first time, it's very, like, they're very gentle with Mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Like, to another level of, it's almost like losing your virginity again. It's like, okay, how's it going? It's it's a lot of checking in with each other. Which I feel like I just had this visual of like you and Zach and you being like, oh, and in your mind you're like, I lost my virginity again in this moment. <laughs> well, like, shit, to me it fe- it, it does, honestly feels it does, like that yeah. because for me, like I had yeah. stitches and I felt like I told them to do it extra tight the second time around. <laughs> so I felt like it was a lot to to yeah. go through, and but because he went through my labor with Ace and was so intentional of like i want to see him come out i want to hold the leg i want to do this like he wanted to play all the roles that i think by the time we did have sex for the first time it was very like intimate intimate and i'm like so sweet yeah i'm like damn you lit a candle like i didn't get a candle lit before (laughs) it's just it's very special it's very sacred and i just think that like there's this one saying, um, the devil does everything to get you in bed before marriage and everything to keep you out of bed after marriage. And it is very easy to not make time for sex when you have a small child or a yeah. child in general. So like in order for us to keep our sexual life active, we have to plan now. Like we have to plan around Malachi's nap times and make sure we put him in his crib. It's not just like as spontaneous as it was because we have a little human. Yeah. So we have to. And it will we grow have to, to be, be spontaneous again. Yeah. We have to be intentional to be like, okay, he's asleep. This nap is probably going to go about, um, probably about 30 minutes. We got that much time. We got about five. <laughs> yeah. So like, I know someone wanted to know about how sex has changed after after the baby. And that's one of the most, um, that's one of the biggest changes is that, because he sleeps with us in bed at this age. We're going to start sleep training in a few weeks. But we can't just like roll over, you know, we have to make sure he's not in the room and put him in his crib and all the things. So... It's more planned out. We have to, another layer of intentionality. I was say another yes. layer. It just doesn't It's more end. planned out. It yeah. doesn't yeah. end. It's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. It, and I think that's going to be like that for a while. I do think that with bringing Remy on, we all knew, at least Remy and I talked about it, how this is going to have to be like a three-part, two-part, four-part conversation because we just can't fit it all in an so hour. Much. There's so much. Yeah. I definitely want you to come back, hopefully next week if you can, and just we can dive deeper in some of these topics. I feel like today you're able to touch on different things. The, the marriage, yeah. the baby, the birth, but I feel like people want to hear about like your unmedicated birth and using a doula and yeah. being in the hospital and hearing, you know, all different opinions of that. And yeah. I know a lot of people still want to hear more about your wedding. Like, Oh, we yeah. didn't even get to talk about the wedding at all. So this is not the last that you guys are going to see Remy. She's going to come back. Nice We're going to take all her time for the next few weeks. But <laughs> if there is something that you heard her say on this episode that you really genuinely want her to touch on for next week's episode, make sure you guys either DM it to the Think Loud Crew page or comment down below so that we can be able, well, Remy's able to really like speak on um 
whatever that topic is. So as you know, we end our episodes with the WTF moment of that week or advice. Do you have advice or WTF? Hmm. Uh, I should have thought about this. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I thought about mine in the car. <sighs> so I'm in the season of potty training ace. Oh, my goodness. Potty training a boy versus a girl right now is just way different mm-hmm. because I have the two to compare. I've... Ryder was very, very easy. It took me two days. I put her in cute undies. We went to Target. She picked her cute undies. She was very proud of her little undies with the little whatever character was on it. Yeah. I got her a little potty. We put the potty in the living room, and she wore these undies all day. And I knew for these two days I was not leaving my house. Mm -hmm. And she didn't like to be dirty or wet or anything. So as soon as she was wet, she was, like, over it. I would leave. she realized. She realized, but I would leave them on her. I made her irritated so Mm -hmm. that she understood. Yeah. Best decision ever to just knock it out in those two days. Ace and I are like head to head. Head to head. <laughs> so right now, since he's in his season of potty training, he's naked a lot. Like yeah. he likes to just take his we leave him with the pull up on. He knows how to take the little straps off and he just is like, it's out. Like now he's I'm just running around the house naked. And I realize, okay, let me leave him naked and He'll tell me when he has to go potty. And every 10 minutes, 5 minutes, I'm asking, do you want to go to the potty? He goes on the potty. He pees. He gets very, very excited. Mm -hmm. So yesterday we had a good day with potty training. And I turned around. He's on my couch. He has Ryder's iPad that has this game where you can smash bugs. Uh He has straddled the iPad. And he's using his baby dick. To smash the bugs. You're lying. <laughs> I was like, you're lying. I literally what? almost rolled over and died. Oh my goodness! And I'll dig the grave. Her, I will dig Ryder the grave. Was like, mom, his penis is touching my iPad. Oh my god! Mind you, his father is sitting right next to him, and he's like, is he using it? His baby penis to smash the bugs. Oh my, he's like, my finger doesn't work today. I was literally like. Oh, that is my a major God. It, it really made me like, I know I have a boy. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? But it really solidified like I have a boy have with a, a penis. Yeah. Like he has an actual penis that he just used to smash bugs on her iPad. Oh, I have nothing that good. It was crazy. What? It was crazy. And then he got, we of course made him stop because yeah. what, are you like, doing? what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, he was pissed. Oh falling out on the floor, just wailing, and I'm still sitting there like, oh, my God. You better not do things like that. No. It was the craziest shit I've seen him do. I mean, besides, like, peeing shit on my floor. But that, I'm like, how did you even figure that out? Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. AC? Right? He's like, hmm, I have something that kind of feels looks like a finger. Remy, it was a full straddle <laughs> and like hitting it oh my yes goodness. it was crazy what did i just walk into my wtf what's your wtf or advice i don't really have a well i have plenty of wts um <laughs> advice right now she's like i'm a i'm in a current I'm one right a, now i'm a walking wtf in this moment um but it is temporary um, rather than that, one thing that I've always admired about you is your faith in God. Mm-hmm. So this week I had someone reach out to me who was just asking for prayer. Uh-huh. Um, so I kind of wanted to share, um, 
this prayer because like you've inspired me to be like a more of like a prayer warrior. Yay, I um, love that. Remy and my Nana. So um, this woman reached out. Her best friend was diagnosed with breast cancer a few years ago. But now it's to the point where she's terminally ill. She has young children, her husband, and they're telling her she only has like a few weeks left on earth. Mm-hmm. So we're sending out prayers for Courtney and her family and her support partners, her family, um, the doctors that are covering her, treating her, taking care of her, but also praying for to release all pain from her body, yeah. um, peace within her family, the support that they need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if everyone just this week could just take a little, take a second and just send some extra prayers out. Um, to, you know, one of our crew members, it would be greatly appreciated. And just put your hands out over her family. Um, and she's like, all right, she's in her early 30s. That's and it's just, yeah, it's, um, life is a blessing. And when you have it, like, you truly come on live with intention you know live with those positive thoughts because you never know like what will happen to you or someone around you so it's um and life can change so quickly life can change so quickly and it's um she recently had a baby she had had another baby and after she had her baby it just it spread Mm. um so it's i'm thankful that god has let her allowed for her memory to like continue and live on in her children but it is i'm thinking about her babies you know i'm thinking about her husband so i'm just really praying to god allah yahweh whoever you call on whoever you you speak to like please take just a few moments today and just um yeah again send your prayers to courtney and her family and to her husband and their children um during this time so no WTF for words of advice for me. I'm Kyle calling missed my WTF because Boz Every had to go to the time. bathroom. Yes, I did. That but I was... walked in and you like straddling the chair. Um, Wait, before we get yeah. back, if you want... <laughs> Hi, Bubby. Hi. He's learning how to blow spit. I love it. <laughs> if you... Um, when we're off air, I can send a voice note okay. to Courtney directly or whoever that. it is praying for her because going through cancer... Prayerfully, we never have to experience that firsthand, but we all have experienced it secondhand. And it has a way of robbing your joy and your peace and just like shaking up your world in a way that you never thought was possible. Yeah. So um, keep her encouraged. Allow her to know that the Lord does not make make mistakes and we're never going to understand everything fully that he does and allows us to go through. But it is for a purpose. Um, And throughout all of this, I just pray that she will continue to have joy and continue to have peace. And I'll be praying for a miracle. Because Girl, God is a miracle. We've seen it. We've seen miracles he happen. Is That's why a I'm miracle like a worker. I when she, when I received the message, I was leaving work yesterday. Yeah. And I've just, you know, my whole last my last couple of months have been my WTF. So I'm still in this like super emotional state. So I'm literally leaving work like in tears. Um just because I'm just like there's just so much going on and it's it's um you never know what other people are dealing with and yeah. in that moment I was just like I felt crazy in my chaos but yeah. I was at the same time I was very I'm fortunate in yeah. my chaos yeah. it was one of those moments for me so it was um I look at my chaos sometimes and I just cry because I'm so happy. Because it like could have been. It could have. It could have all the things. Of, it, yeah. I'm like, th- this is great. Yeah. Like, 
sometimes I just have to be more grateful. More grateful, mm-hmm. and it will be yeah. that Zach is having a rough day and whatever, and Ryder's has a sassy attitude because she thinks she's thirty and. Ace pooped on the floor, and I'm like, I'm having the best day yeah. <laughs> looking at all you guys because yeah, it could it not, could it could so be much worse. so much yeah. worse. And my heart definitely breaks for her. And I just want you to stay encouraged if you're listening to this. I'm going to send a prayer through R. I'll do it on your voice yeah. notes. So you yeah. can send it to her. Just peace. Yeah. I just really want her yeah. to feel peace and just enjoy. Yeah. And also, joy babies. is a fruit of the spirit. Joy is something that no one could take from you. No situation, no circumstance, nothing can happen in your life that should have the power to take away your joy because that is a direct deposit from the Lord into your spirit. So just hold on to that. Hold on to the fact that no matter what you're going through, anyone out there, that you have access to joy. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, it can't be taken away from you or shaken mm-hmm. or destroyed. It's yours regardless of the chaos. And I guess that's my advice for this week. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Joy. I think that remember great. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited that we're going to have Remy come back on next week. I feel like Are we bringing a husband Brandon? We're going to try, yeah. but Brandon's really being deep into his um I'm work and work. I'm a yeah, except I'm a except today now. he's definitely out golfing, golfing. with my husband. So that's why I have the baby right. golfing. But hopefully we can get Brandon on, but I definitely think that we're going to try to get Remy to come on the next few weeks with us because there's just so many topics there's that so I want to dive right? deeper in and yeah. I feel like as Remy's friend I've seen her through many seasons, and this is by far mm-hmm. the best one, like out of all of them. I've seen her at Thanks, a lot of season. them. Well, you've you've seen the yeah. process and the yeah. journey. So, you've been there, right? This is not like a one-hour combo because yeah. this is just a great season to be able to be a part of. So, thank you for coming on this week, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow the Think Loud Crew podcast and. Instagram and you can follow us on or check us out on any podcast platforms watch us on YouTube and we will check you guys back in next week I hope everybody has a good blessed week you can follow me at shy not shy I'm so into this just this he loves his mama right now Kyle where can they follow you y'all can find me at our Kyle and just to bounce off of shy and don't forget forget to comment like subscribe turn on your notifications and continue to send us your your call of prayer um positivity we i love your memes that you guys send so um we appreciate our crew being our crew and where can we find you remy uh you can find me on instagram at remy chantel bobo What's my YouTube handle? I think our, Brandon and I have a family YouTube. Um, and it's, I think it's either Remy and Brandon or Brandon and Remy. <laughs> we'll get it. It'll be we'll in put the, it on the we'll screen. In the, in the we'll figure it out. But put in Brandon comments. and Remy or Remy and Brandon and, and you'll, you'll find it. Yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> All right, Otherwise, guys. Just at my home. <laughs> no, we're not coming to your house. <laughs> All right, guys. Don't forget to tell your crew about our crew and have a good week.